gambling. Over 4.2 billion people do it at least once a year and over a quarter of the world's population do it more regularly. Whether it be a few quid on the Grand National or an accumulator for Saturday afternoon's footy action, in the UK we simply love a bet. Just under half of the country engaged in some form of gambling last month and about £14.5 billion was staked between October 2017 and September 2018. On this series of podcasts, I'm going to dip a toe into the microcosm that is sports betting, as I hope to gain an insight onto this complex, treacherous and exhilarating little world. On today's episode, we'll be looking at where the responsibility lies, punter or bookie, as I talk to Betfair's social media executive, Pete Evans. Hello, Pete. Good to speak to you. Good to speak to you, James. How's it going? All good, thank you. All good. Um, Thanks for doing this. Uh, Really helpful. No problem, no problem. International break uh, for football, so slightly quieter than usual, uh, so it's a perfect perfect time to uh, jump on and have a chat. Yeah, of course, of course, there weren't too many international breaks for my liking at this time of year. No, but... absolutely, we've got another one to go after this, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, they're not, they're not, not a good time, um, you know, as much as there's, everyone likes international football, we, we all prefer a bit of uh, week in, week out domestic stuff, I think, is, uh, I think everyone would agree. Absolutely, yeah, and um, for the listeners, Pete is actually my old boss and my friend, but before you was working at um, uh, Betfair and PokerStars and betting companies, uh, where, d- where did you used to work? Because you haven't always worked in the betting industry, have you? No, no, so I my background's in the football industry, so I did a journalism degree, and then I was a sports journalist for about seven or eight years, so I was going along to football matches, uh, I was a media manager uh, at a football club to start with, and then I was going out to games, going to press conferences, interviewing managers and players, and got into kind of the football and, and social media world that way, um, tweeting from matches and, and, and the like. So, yeah, I did that maybe till about 2014, uh, 2015, when, and then started moving more into kind of the social media side of things. So it's always been about kind of writing and content uh, and sport for me. Yeah, and um, personally, because betting and uh, the sports world seem seem pretty synonymous. Have Have you always uh, gambled personally? Uh, yeah, probably. Um, going back to maybe early early twenties. Um, n- always interested in football. When I worked at a football club, obviously you you back in those days you weren't really you know still now you're not allowed to bet on football clubs so uh after that yeah i've always i've always been a, a fairly keen uh football better not 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 big stakes more i'm more of a fan of a bit of a long shot bet um more of a fan of goal scorers and, and those sorts of markets that's kind of always been my thing can't really deal with uh not the sort of person who puts you know 200 quid on a match result but much rather a kind of smart um you know player props are more popular these days those sorts of things are, are more my thing so probably yeah from mid 20s took an interest in it in various jobs um so kind of when when the move came to move into the kind of sports betting side of thing it was something my knowledge was kind of up to scratch in and an area i was interested in in my own time as well as um in kind of work time no of course brilliant and you said you you're more a fun of the long shot have you got any uh any big winners uh you've had to tell us about 
Um, the biggest winner is, uh, I suppose, is during World Cup 2018, um, they ran a man of the match betting on every. Um, I'm sure James definitely heard, you heard this story before. <laughs> um, you, they ran man of the match betting on every game, but it was a public public vote. So for every opening match of the World Cup, the most popular player from each team would would win. Um, so we had a run of seven or eight games where Ronaldo, Messi, Salah, Kane, all the big all the big hitters won, um, and I was denied denied a big big win by Cristiano Ronaldo missing a penalty against Iran um, but still managed to win uh, best part of 7,000 pounds from a a two figure a two figure stake so um, yeah that's the one I always talk about but it could have been could have been a lot more had Ronaldo not uh, Ronaldo missed a penalty and then man of the match got given to obviously someone else uh, and that could have been um, even bigger but uh, yeah that's the, the one that stands out but yeah like you're saying always Always a fan of a long shot um, yeah. and a kind of player prop goal scorer angle. Flipping Ronaldo, eh? Um, <laughs> do, do you, uh, so going back, so you moved into the betting industry now. Is it? Do, do you mind working in the industry? Because uh, historically, I always say, uh, like my granddad, he hates gambling. I mean, you do have a lot of uh, bad connotations. So do you mind working in the industry uh, in this day and age? No, no, it's, it's, a, good, it's a very good point. A lot of people, um, you know are very anti-betting i suppose from my perspective it you know we're doing a lot a lot of my stuff's about the content side of things so uh, uh content's cut my title social and content manager so from my perspective it's more about creating content that betters are going to engage with rather than than driving people to bet and i suppose that's the kind of the important thing for me is that like you know you you I, I would be feel probably more uncomfortable maybe that i like, kind of acquisition side of things or maybe you know if you worked for a third party and you're just driving people through link clicks to try and to try and bet I suppose that's that's maybe a little bit more uncomfortable but I feel like in terms of the sort of stuff I do day in day out I kind of feel comfortable that and as a business that we're um, putting the right restrictions in place and we're doing the right sort of thing to keep people safe and hopefully keep them betting in a similar level as as me and you would as um, kind of recreational punters who enjoy who enjoy it enjoy a win but can take a loss because it's not um affecting their finances or or what they do so i feel comfortable in that way working for businesses both in uh, my previous job at the stars group and now at betfair that working for businesses big enough that um they're doing the right sort of things to protect people so that everyone is just betting like like me and you would yeah uh brilliant brilliant um what what about you personally do you feel like you're looked after by uh by the company you work for in terms of uh keeping an eye on how you gamble and if you do it in a safe and responsible way yes yes so um every uh member of staff has a uh deposit limit on their betting account similar to the one that's being bought being bought in for uh under 25s by a lot of um companies so we've got a 500 pound uh, deposit limit a month on our uh betting accounts um, so, uh, as someone who works for Betfair, we couldn't bet, we couldn't deposit more than five hundred pounds a month in Betfair or more than five hundred pounds a month in Paddy Power. So, in terms of um, Betfair Paddy Power keeping us safe, um, not only are they doing that, but you know they'll monitor accounts. So, you know, if I go and take that restriction off, it'll flag, it'll flag to somebody. So, they're they're keeping us safe with that deposit limit. And you could, if that was something you were interested in, you could go to. Um, your relevant managers and say look I'd like my deposit limit to be lifted and this is why and this is what I do so they're not there very much you know here's a limit but if, if there was a reason why you particularly wanted to have it lifted you could so um, in terms of that as a better you feel like they're 
and a staff member they're keeping you safe with this limit but with a you know if that was something you really wanted to go into and you had a clear reason they could look into your account and and give you the green light to have to um up that and have a bit more so yeah definitely feel comfortable by uh, what they're doing to keep me safe as a as a as a punter as a staff member um, as well as the kind of more general public no, that's really good to hear. And and just um, on the uh, the sort of responsible gambling campaigns run by Mouse Book is when the fun stops. Stops. Do you think? Do you yeah. think that is? In, do you think that's doing enough to um, to not only promote uh, safe gambling but protect those vulnerable uh, addicts? Yeah, it's, it's it's a tricky one, isn't it? Um, you know, we see uh, like whistle to whistle bans people have bought in. You know, it's trying to keep um, betting away from from younger people in particular um, and stop them from from betting or it betting people betting irresponsibly um i know there's safer gambling weeks coming up i think that's the first week of november so i suppose that's one of the the standout weeks where every kind of well personally we would um you know be making a big uh, a big splash about safer gambling week last year we know we created content with um our racing ambassadors to have them you know saying this is why you should gamble safely this is why and and giving a bit of a, a face and personality to the to it, um, and I suppose it's not it's not just those matches. You know, we've all seen, like you said, um, when the fun stops, stops, and kind of gambling responsibly. But also, it's in the, it's in the content you do. You know, um, on on the podcast, you know, we we run a football betting podcast once or twice a week with Betfair, and sometimes the the guys get to the end of the. Um, of the interview and just and you know they've weighed up both sides and actually do you know what it's a no bet from me um i know mark o'hare you, you, i know you've chatted to mark and there's a there's a podcast recently for an england game where the lads analyze the game completely and at the end said you know what i don't have a bet for this i think the price is right that like everything is completely correct and i'm leaving it and sometimes that's the kind of best message for to say for gambling it's not necessarily when the fun stops stops but you don't have to bet on every game yeah. you can get, give you the insight give you the prices give you the the lines and what they've been and what they've moved to but actually sometimes it's better just to not have a bet if there's no there's no angle just don't have a bet on that match i think that's a message it's good to good to get across to uh to people no absolutely and then just uh speaking to you uh working for a bookmaker where where do you think the responsibility actually lies with with gambling is it is it the responsibility of the punter to to stop betting or is it the responsibility of the bookmaker to, to stop them betting if, if they're losing a lot or is it, is it a bit of both in your opinion? I think it's, it's definitely uh, a bit of both. Um, you know, the, we, we've all seen the high publicised examples of people with betting companies who are being, you know, encouraged to bet more, taken to big football matches and, and racing, race courses and things like that and encouraged to keep going and, you know, they've all been in the press and I feel like that, we're probably moving on from that world of kind of um, VIPs and people being given um, huge material gifts for, to keep on gambling, and I feel like that's that's a good thing that we're moving away from that. And it, it, like companies are putting in more of these checks to make sure that they that they flag when somebody's um, you know going over and beyond. And I suppose it, the frustration for other people is that they're being asked for information that they don't want to give. So it's a, it's a fine line between asking people who are just doing it as a, a recreational sport and do have the money to spend it and you're you don't want to penalize them because it's just a hobby for them versus the people who actually do need your help making sure you you flag those quickly and you um take the right steps for them um you know whether that's taking a time out whether that's taking a break whether that's putting deposit limits on your account um all those sort of things that that are in place on these accounts and it's just making sure people are 
aware of exactly how these work and how you can activate them to keep yourself safe. And then it's up to, you know, the bookmakers as well to keep an eye on these on these people, because obviously it is a it is a big issue. Um, and you only have to look at kind of um, the, the collapse of football index to see how much money people can lose when they're mm. tied it up into something that isn't what they thought it was. So, um, yeah, it's it's hopefully people continue to be uh, safe and that from both sides, we're we're keeping an eye on it, both as a customer and uh, and a company. No, absolutely. And just just on the flip side of the coin, there's been, um, as you'll be aware, sort of uh, sort of a surge in the savvy punter more so than ever, especially with social media community and tips, tipping and, and profitable yeah. gamblers. Do you think um, a law has just been passed in Spain where it is illegal for bookmakers to clip profitable accounts? Do you think this more needs to be done with companies such as yourself as to not restrict profitable gamblers it's a, it's a, it was a very it was a very interesting story, wasn't it? That came out in Spain. We talked that we were talking about that in a, in our own kind of WhatsApp groups and our own teams, and that that's obviously a big a big change for Spain. And uh, yeah, it, it might well be something that that gets brought out here to stop people um, getting accounts shut down. And we know that um, like it, as as punters we ourselves we know the sort of problems that serial successful punters have to keep accounts open. Um, and I suppose that's one of the things working for for betfair is with the exchange but that's probably what separates us from from everyone else you know like you like because the way the exchange works um that's the one the one platform that people aren't going to get um stake factored or shut down or whatever because they are successful so i suppose from a from a betfair perspective that's probably the thing we have the least on that side is that you know people know they can always bet with the exchange and i suppose that that does uh, limit it slightly maybe maybe it's something that um someone new breaking into the industry will make as their kind of unique selling point that they don't that they don't do that but um i suppose it's a, it's a fine line between they're basically advertising your product on social by saying here's the bet pace to pace the bet and then getting restricted and limited is a it's it's a fine line for companies and punters mm. so um yeah it'd be interesting to see whether similar sort of things will, will come in and, and will happen um as a punter you think it's you know, there. You know, I sometimes log into accounts, and you're restricted to almost nothing of accounts you barely used, and they're the they're the kind of baffling they're the kind of baffling ones for some of these uh, situations where you think, why has the X account decided to to shut me down? So yeah, it's mm. it, it's a fine line between um you know these accounts that are getting shut down versus actually what um how much ex- good PR you get from these these people talking about your prices. Um, not something, not something in my day to day. I have too much um, to deal with in terms of on our social, on our social side. Um, you know, as you saw last last week, we got um, we got taken for a lot of money <laughs> from. Um, and as you saw on our Twitter account, there were a lot of big winners last week um, on our social channels. And we decided to kind of a bet first, kind of try and kind of lean into that. We had users who basically had won about four hundred thousand pounds between about two or three of them from. Um, you know five two pound stakes so as a social media team we you know we decided to kind of um, lean into that and have some fun with those users because it, it, it's such a positive thing for them and they associate with betfair so um, we we did that last week and had a, had a bit of uh, chat with the, with the two of them and um, shared their content and almost saying like look this, these are big winners you can win win big from small stakes with betfair um, betting responsibly um so yeah we that that was 
that was something we've done that we hadn't done too much of before in terms of mm. um, engaging with these audiences and these people. Um, but yeah, that that side of things, the 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 accounts that are getting suspended and shut down, stake factored or something, is going to be. I think it's always going to be an issue unless unless it's exchange on the exchange side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, just like just like you say, it must be an impossible line to straddle the the the, the wealth, like the the amount of markets that you'll offer, but. There's obviously so much scope for value. It's like, how, how can you win as a bookmaker? You can, you can offer them, but you are going to get risk of being clipped. Yeah, absolutely. Finally, as a nation, we've always loved a bet. But I read something the other day in terms of the, the amount people stake has not been keeping up with the cost of living, inflation, and the hourly wage. So in a nutshell, as a nation, we might be betting more, but we're betting less. Do you think we are heading in the right direction in, in terms of moving away from unhealthy addictions and looking at gambling in uh, as a responsible sort of recreational pastime? I'd like to think so. Yeah, you'd like to think so. That people are being are being sensible and and seeing the um, uh, seeing the the power of it. And I, I suppose other things maybe have come up for the new generation of betters who are you know turning eighteen, who are maybe like you know FIFA came out last week maybe the new generation of people who are just turning 18 and 19 are using you know are spending their money on you know ultimate team maybe they're spending you know the, the mm. loot boxes that get so much publicity maybe that's the kind of new generation are spending their money on that and are spending you know they're spending their loose change on that and then having and then less to to bet on I, it probably is as well the rise of created bets as well i'd imagine is that you know like, like my, me and you were saying there you know small winnings for big rewards maybe the fact that they've taken off and bet builders and um you know created bets are so popular people know that you can you could for five pounds you could have a bet that lasts 90 minutes that you can keep an eye on rather than betting 50 pound on the outcome that you know after 20 minutes is obvious x team isn't winning and you've lost your money people are going for um longer longer bets at shorter odds with the rise of kind of created bets and now you've got shots on target and, and any time assists and things like that maybe people are being a bit more having the same amount of fun from a smaller stake which i think is only good for um the, for the industry and for people's money you know we've seen all the headlines this morning about um, universal credit and everything else and the the country being so hard up it's it's definitely a good sign that people are spending are spending less um on on betting and having hopefully the same the same experience no absolutely uh well thank you so much uh, a great insight and uh, a lot of a lot of um, good points there so thank you no worries thanks a lot